It's time for the 2 News Talking Sports Weekly Huddle, Utah Jazz Edition. All that jazz. Brought to you by R.C. Willie. Welcome into a new week of All That Jazz. Haven't had my man David Locke, the radio voice of the jazz, in for a little while. I'm coming off 10 days vacation. You're coming off the slopes. I'm even more. I went on a cruise. It was warm. But the snow. So good. Oh, my gosh. The stories you were just telling me. We're going to talk of that before uh, this show is over. Uh, Honeycomb, one of the best runs in the state. Anyway, we'll save that. So, David, I go. Seriously, I went on vacation. And you know how you've been on cruises. You don't get you know, Wi-Fi, internet, everything. I come back, the Jazz won five in a row. The first game back for me, they lose. So I'm thinking I need to go back out on vacation. Yeah, I know. Get out of here. I'll take another vacation like, that'll help. Hey, Channel I'm 2, willing to do send my part. out. I know there have been all sorts <laughs> yeah. of people emailing you about this too, but send them. Send them back out. So anyway, but hey, that's one game. Overall, it's still been a, a, a terrific January. They only have three losses in January. You got a lot of high notes that you want to bring. There's a lot to talk about. Let's jump right into it. Um, and let's kick it off with the defense because, you know, you, you have a great relationship with Quinn Snyder, and you know there's, there aren't many coaches that stress defense even to lead the offense more than this guy does. Well, there's a preparation level that's going on, and there's a neat cycle that's taking place with this team. So it starts with that the coaching staff is going to prepare at an unbelievable level for these players. The players then execute the game plan, which then further promotes that the coaching staff does the same thing in building a game right. plan, and then the plans get only better and better. So it, it runs from Quinn Snyder all the way down through his remarkable coaching staff to these players and their understanding that you've got to execute the plan exactly as it's been built. Um, you know, Portland made some adjustments finally after the Jazz shut down one of the best offenses in the league for 10 straight quarters the yeah. other night. Um, but Rudy Gobert and De Derek Favors, the Wasatch front as I like to refer to them, is the key to it. And Rudy's really marvelous. It's he, interesting he to see Rudy everything. come off the bench, by the way. Well, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. I probably should. but. Um, so I apologize. I didn't actually check on that this morning. I, I, I think just it wasn't that he came yeah. off the bench. He played. He was right. sitting at the scorer's table by the time the tip was in the air. <laughs> exactly. You know, he doesn't stay there very long. All right. Well, that's an important part of this team. Always will be. No doubt about that. Next high note, Royce O'Neal. I was listening to you yesterday. For some reason, I was out in my car just before halftime, and you were talking about the vast improvement from just a year ago. And some of the numbers that you threw out were, were astonishing well, what he's doing now. The number one thing that would jump out to, I think, everyone, and you don't think about Royce O'Neal as a shooter, he's actually the best above-the-break three-point shooter uh, on the roster. We've always known about his defensive plays, like that one right there, and his, premise to, you know, his prowess defensively, but he's beginning to show two areas of an offensive game we haven't seen before. One, his rim finishing is up over 10 percentage points from what it was a year ago. And then his spot-up shooting is at an elite level right now. He's shooting on the three-point shots at nearly 40%, and that's a corner three, but is above the break three-point shooting, which is actually you know more difficult and maybe a little bit more valuable, is up over 43%. Those are huge strides for him. But that play right there, he didn't make that play last year. He didn't finish those at the rim. That's just hard work. It's great to see. And I think the other thing that's happened with Royce O'Neal is that he is now playing with better players because Ricky yeah, was out. Yeah. And I think it works for him to play with better players. When you look at his skill set, the things he does well, he's able to do when he's on the floor with Donovan and Rudy. The things he does less well are the things that get accentuated when he's on the, play, on the floor purely with bench guys. But does that change with... 
Rubio, you know, but that, that's where you run well, into that right. dichotomy. Well, Quinn's the master of understanding uh, how to figure use that guys. Out, yeah. and I think we've seen some things that Royce O'Neal can do here. All right, well, speaking of Rubio, the, the other thing, you know, last year there were some injuries that just crushed this team. You remember that first half of the season, or at least up until the beginning of the year, it was a mess. Overcoming injuries, though, this year, would you, are, are you, is your point that they're doing better at that? Well, they didn't kick any of those games against the lesser teams when you were on your cruise, and they won six straight. They, um, you know, and I think, you know, those aren't, those weren't great teams, and so they got contributions from all sorts of different guys during that period of time. George Niang has come in, Grayson Allen has made some plays, Royce O'Neal, we were just talking about, I, I'm a big believer in three through ten depth. What I mean by okay. that is, if you lose one or two on your roster, Donovan or Rudy, you're in trouble. But three through ten, when you start to lose guys, can you fill in? The Jazz, Dennis Lindsay's built a team that's great three through ten depth. Epe Udo always contributes beautifully when he has to. You know, we've talked about Royce O'Neal a lot on the show. We see another three from him there. He's given you plenty of those to, for your crew to cut tonight because he's been making so many. Yeah, yeah. Tavo has been out, and so then other guys step in. I think that's been really vital for him. Now. To beat the best teams in the league, you're going to have to be pretty healthy, and this group's right. going to have to hit on all cylinders, which it didn't do against Portland. So sometimes scheduling does play a factor. Well, I mean, that's been my, that's pretty much <laughs> that's been my mantra obvious. all season yeah. long, is that the what's really right. been going on with this team is what a ridiculous first 41 games they have, but it's time to stop talking yeah. about that. This game, this stretch right now, they've got to win games. Yeah, they have, they have to do it. Yeah, and to, further to your point, not to keep belaguring my vacation, but when I got off the, the boat and saw they had won all those games, and then I look at the standings and they were still out of the playoffs. I thought, my gosh, the West is ridiculous. Well, two through, two through 10, two through 11. They're all right there. I get that. somewhat interchangeable. And every night it'll change. I so. mean, I, frankly, I think you've got to get into the playoffs as your goal. And then your yeah. second goal is to not be eight. Because exactly. you don't want to play the Warriors. And then I just, like Denver's terrific. Well, but they play yeah. a unique style with Jokic, their center, as the, one of the great passers of the game. He's kind yeah. of straight out of almost magic. Arvita Sabonis, beautiful passing. I think it's very difficult for teams to play that having not seen it because there's no one else in the league like Jokic. I don't know because they haven't been in the playoffs what happens when a team can prepare for it for seven straight games. Right. So it's I actually don't have yeah. any idea whether you want to be anywhere two through seven. You obviously want to be two, three, four because you're at home. But I'm not sure there's going to be a big discrepancy no, anywhere between two through And seven. it's going to go right down the last week. You know that. I mean, right for that whole group. I know. It makes it so fun. Yeah, that's what's awesome about it. Oh, we played We're two games and they don't really count. No, no they, they count, count. Uh, a lot. Uh, your next high note, and this kind of plays along the overcoming injuries, and now Rubio comes back. The irony is his first game back, they lose, but still he's back. And I mean, and I, I say that somewhat in jest. He's an important part of the team. We well, all and he that. played really well in that game against Portland, but this is going to be another one of Quinn Snyder's kind of balancing axes. How do you work Ricky Rubio back into the lineup, and how do you still have Donovan Mitchell be able to play with the ball in his hands the way he has and being able to get to the free throw line and do a lot of really productive things, but Ricky brings something to this team. He engages everyone. He's got an energy to him. He's one of the best in the league at getting 50-50 balls, which steals you an extra possession or two in a close game. Ron Boone said last night on our radio broadcast, he felt that if Ricky was healthy last night, the Jazz win that game. He just thought the lack of ball movement in the third quarter and the way that they were playing Donovan and forcing him into some looks early in the fourth, Rubio probably makes different plays than that. Speaking of Donovan, your exact word, you text me every time we do this show with a list, and your exact words were, Donovan in a groove. 
He's great. I mean, that's pretty much says it. He's a great it? kid. I mean, I think that's still the, the best part about him. He is. Who he is and how special he is and the joyousness he's, he's got to the game is back. But more importantly, he started playing great. Uh, you know, putting JaVale McGee on the floor right there with what yellow tape all around him like a crime scene because somebody <laughs> just murdered him. But he also, he's beginning to shoot the ball better. His catch and shoot game is better. His shot selection's been a little bit better. Last night, Portland went under the pick on a few plays and he pulled up and hit him nicely. He's been driving to the basket. He's just in control of his game and seems very comfortable right now. And he's obviously been brilliant, averaging 30 points a game over the last now I think seven or eight games. He had a he had a span in the first minute or couple of minutes yesterday of two minutes where he had the lob to Rudy, then he lost the ball, went and got it and got the layup, and then hit a three. And that kind of just sums up. He hustles and he gets everything well, done. Well, the lost he dribble, he totally lost it, and they stole it back. And they stole it right back. Yeah, I mean, that's and, a level yeah. of, like, dealing with resiliency and, and, and adversity. Exactly. He's yeah. got something. He's, he's a special kid. It was fun to see that. All right, time for this week's edition of Jazz Bites, presented by Bishop Family Dental, because you – deserve a positive experience. Now, even with that loss, Jazz able to get a good laugh at Kyle Korver's expense. I was listening to your call on this as well. Here's what happened in the game. He thought he was just inbounding after the shot. He actually caught the missed shot out of bounds. Ball back to the Blairs. But as you can see, look at Jay Crowder just cracking up and even Korver's like, I can't believe I did that. Here's how he explained it after the game. Jazz Bites, brought to you by Bishop Family Dental. I, you know, I thought I thought Damian Lillard shot it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he probably made it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, and where it drops, I was just assuming I was trying to box somebody out, and it went balling right there, and I figured it went in. And uh, yeah, sometimes Shaq's in the pool. That's my first time, you know, so it's all right. He's had a long career, and he just said that's the first time that's ever happened to him. That is funny, the, the respect you'd have for Lillard. And if you think about it, the angles, he's looking at it, and he's, he's, not, he's just boxing out. He, all he sees is the bounce. Well, he saw the net Why move. Watch yeah. him in the net moves, right? Yeah, so he's thinking, oh. It's, and he's boxing out Nurkic, so yeah. he's not, you know, he's dealing with Nurkic. He's, he's, he's not really worried about a lot of the things other than this Bosnian beast that's right. right behind him. But it's fun to see this kind of thing and them being able to laugh about it. Well, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't a one-possession game, it would be funnier. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what Portland did on the way back, but no, it's, I mean, it's just... I, I, My call of it, I don't think, was particularly good because I didn't know until no, Kyle you didn't said know it afterwards that he yeah. thought it was good. Yeah. I just thought he was rushing. I think he thought the ball... I thought he had thought the ball bounced on the end line yeah, I, on the air ball, right. and so he was trying to rush a fast-break possession... Not that it had Four gone feet in. out of bounds. <laughs> anyway, it's fun to see that kind of thing. All right, now on a little more serious side of Jazz Bites, let's take a quick listen here to Ricky Rubio. He's talking about the injury, overcoming the injury, and getting back in the lineup. Felt better. Um, it's only been two weeks, but uh, at the end of the day, I only had like one cup practice yesterday, a good one. Uh, and it takes time to really uh, run the plays that uh, we're running. In, in two weeks, a lot of things have changed, you know. We we run a couple of different plays and I got adjusted to that. You end up playing about 13 and a half minutes. Is it frustrating being on that minutes restriction? Do you feel like you could play more right away? It is, but you got to trust the doctors. You got to trust uh, their job too. They one of the best in the business, um, and uh, I want to be able to see the big picture. Sometimes it's frustrating. I know, and uh, tonight I wish I would have played more minutes, but. Uh, I know this is uh, 
a marathon. It's not just today running. It's it's long season, and uh, just got to take care of my, my body. I think one of the important things he says there is big picture, and that is more. Now, in the days of Stockton or Malone, there was no you played no matter what. But he brings up a good point in that respect. Well, I, first thing, you know, that was a weird night for him because he had started every single game he's ever yeah. played since he came back from his last time this happens. He came back from his ACL injury in his second season in the NBA. He didn't start every game, but that's that's the only that's other it. time he yeah. didn't start every game. So that that was a strange night for him. I think um, I thought he played very well. He's important. The highlight we keep running where he bounces the pass to favors. That's a play he makes in that against that defensive coverage that the other guys don't make because he takes the dribble further and what the Jazz call Nash dribbles, which remember Steve Nash used to always yeah. dribble the oh, baseline. Yeah. So that's the Jazz call that a Nash dribble. He runs that Nash dribble really, really well. They've worked with him on that. That's something that the other guys don't have. And so that Nash dribble is actually what allowed him to get that pass to here it is. I think he see how he goes deeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. gets the favors. Now, frankly, also Nurkic is out of the game. So that awfully was obvious. Nice to yeah. not have Nurkic in the game right there. Oh, Nurkic, by the way. <laughs> All right, let's do some home court advantage presented by Security National Mortgage. Slam dunking your mortgage for more than 25 years. This is your Security National Mortgage Company home court advantage. Okay, you heard David Locke tell us a few minutes ago, you got to make some hay. Still a lot of home games going six of the next eight, in fact. That game against Denver Wednesday, by the way, is at 8.30. Timberwolves here Friday, there Sunday, and then they close out January in Portland. Taking on the Blazers for the fourth and final time of the season, unless they meet in the playoffs, I guess they could. Then they open February with four straight home games. Hawks, Rockets, Suns, Spurs. What are you seeing in all this? Well, I really put a line under that Blazer game because I saw a five-game sequence here, starting with Portland last night, then Denver, two against Minnesota and one against Portland, and somehow you got to win three of them. It's awfully hard to play Minnesota back-to-back -back and get both of those. That's unlikely. You would have liked to get last night and then – try to figure out a way. If you can get Portland in Portland, you win that season series. The loss last night makes sense in the sense that you've played them three times in a month and it's very difficult to beat someone three times a month. It doesn't make it any less painful and how great it would have been to win the season series against them. Now Denver's rolling and it's going to be interesting to see how good they are. We saw them in Denver. We were on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. We looked awful. They looked brilliant. We'll see what they look like. I think their bit pieces are way better than people realize. And I think their star piece, Nikola Jokic, is much better than people realize. I think you're bringing up a great point, too, about what are they going to look like as a playoff as we look at some of the other opponents that are coming. Isn't Minnesota a little bit of a mess right now? Sure. I mean, they've just been through tumultuous season from Jimmy Butler putting on a coup, trying to overrun yeah. their season of firing Thibodeau after a win. Carl Anthony Towns has been brilliant. He's a particularly difficult matchup for the Jazz. Uh, often the Jazz will put favors on town so they can keep Gobert on either Gorgie Zhang or Taj Gibson. We all remember Derrick Rose going bananas against us in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that doesn't he happen He once again. played for us, sort of, for well, a He minute. never played for he us. He never played for us, but he was technically here, sort of. Anyway, all right. Jazz, remember tomorrow night's 8.30 game. You probably don't like those as much. You live up in Park City, so you a little bit later right you home. can turn a pro and a con into it the pro is i probably get to see my kids they get home oh, and i can see them later okay another pro is if i wanted to tomorrow i probably will not but i could get a few hours of runs Steve. in if i wanted to yeah and the snow's um, like the this late deep. the late's just incredible and the late but when i i 
you know, 8.30 game is really an 8.40 game, which is yeah, with national TV ads. Yeah. And so I usually leave the arena about 1 a.m. on those nights, so I don't love it. It's all con for us because we can't do our posting coverage that we like to. But, hey, we'll live with it. David, thanks so much, my friend. Be safe. My Hop pleasure. on those calls because I know you'll be back up here. See you next time, everyone.